he did start out good as long as Jehoiada was a priest. That's right. Well, then Amaziah, the son of Joash, was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 29 years. His mother had an interesting name, Jehoadan. Well, he did. What do you think? Is he going to be good or bad? He's in, we're in Judah. We've had a few stinkers in a row. Joash was good for a while, and then he was bad. She doesn't... I don't know. I don't think she remembers. Judah, I ask that because sometimes Judah can be good. Yep. If you, t- if you add up all the kings of Judah, it's half and half. Although, I'm not exactly sure what you do with guys like Joash, who started good and then went evil. But then there's also a guy like Manasseh, we'll learn about later, who was evil for a long time, and then at the end was good. Or this guy, Amaziah, it says, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. So I think that means that he didn't entirely trust in the Lord or he didn't always trust in the Lord. It could be also, it could also mean that he did the right things, but not because of faith. I don't know. Let's see what it else it says. As soon as he, he had power... He killed his servants who had struck down the king, his father. So that's probably good. He's probably he's punishing people for, for treason, I guess. Although his father was also wicked, but still. But he did not put their children to death, which he was supposed to do. Oh, no, no, which, we, he, which was good. That was according to the law, where it said, fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers. So he was only punishing like one and not the other. So he was following the law. So then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and he put commanders over the thousands and the hundreds and he mustered the soldiers together, those who were 20 years old and upward, and he saw that he had 300,000 choice men. That means like strong, good men, fit for war, who could handle the spear and the shield. And he also hired 100,000 men of Israel for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came and said to him, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you For the Lord is not with Israel, with all of these Ephraimites. Why do you think he was not with Israel? Because Israel was bad. Because they were like, yeah, they were were wicked. They weren't trusting in the Lord. So here's here's what's going on. Like, he's going to go to battle, and he's looking at his soldiers, and he's going, I have 300,000, and he's like, oh, I want more. It's not enough. So I got to get more. So I'll pay some of these Israelites to come fight with us. And God is saying, you don't need them. Like, it's not about numbers, right? How many times have we seen God showing his people that it's not about numbers? Mm-hmm. Remember when he destroyed the Midian? times. Yeah, but do you, yeah. Do you remember when he destroyed the Midianites who had an army of 100,000 with 300 men with Gideon? Remember when Gideon started with 10,000 and God said, nah, man, you have too many. And then he sent some of them home and then there were 3,000. He said, nah, man, too many. 300. Oh, yeah, that's just right. God wanted his people to know that it wasn't about numbers. If they trusted in him, then he would give them the victory. So he told them, you don't need these, but go, act, be strong for the battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? God has power to help or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, what should we do with a hundred talents that I've given to the army of Israel? The man of God said, dude, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. Who cares about the money that you already gave to them? Send them home. 
So Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim and told him to go home. And they became very angry with Judah and returned home in fierce anger because he sent them home. We got paid for not doing anything. They did get paid for not doing anything, but they're probably thinking, like, we're mad, we're offended, you don't want us to fight with you. But Amaziah took courage and let out his people and went down to the Valley of Salt and struck down the enemy there. And they captured 10,000 of them and took them to the top of the rock and threw them down, destroying the enemies of the Lord. But the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back, not letting them go to battle, started raiding the cities of Judah and struck down 3,000 people and took home spoil. So after Amaziah came back from striking down the Edomites, he brought gods from the people they had conquered and set them up as his gods and worshipped them, making offerings to them. Think about how dumb that is. So, like, the gods of this army that you just attacked, were they able to save the people you just attacked? Maybe. They were not able. No, he wasn't doing that. They were not able to save the people you just attacked. Do you know who was able to defeat them because they don't exist? And the people you just attacked? Oh, the true god was. But instead of worshiping him, you want to worship the idols of these people that you just destroyed? doesn't make any sense. So the Lord was angry, and he sent a prophet to him, and it said, Why have you sought the gods of a people who did not deliver their own people from you? But as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop! Why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you, because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. So then Amaziah took counsel, and sent to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel. So we've, we're going to have to go back tomorrow and hear more about Jehu and some of his sons because we've skipped forward in the time of Judah and now we're in a different king with, with Israel. And he said, hey, let's go together and, and, and face one another and see one another in the face. He's saying, let's, I think he means like, let's go fight each other. So Joash, the king of Israel, sent word saying, a thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon saying, give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. He's saying, you're getting full of yourself. You think you're going to come fight me? He says, you say, see, I have struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness. But he says, why don't you stay home? Why should you provoke trouble so that you will fall and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. I mean, that is kind of why. Yeah, Amaziah would not listen. He was proud. And God was using his pride to give him into the hand of his enemies because of, he, because of how he had worshipped the gods of Edom. So Joash went up, and he and Amaziah faced one another in battle, and Judah was defeated, and every man fled and ran home. And Joash, king of Israel, this is a different Joash than before, so we have, often we have the same names of different people, Joash, or also called Jehoash, he captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, different Joash, and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels in the house of God. And he took all the treasures and brought them home to Samaria. So Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, he lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the king of Israel. But he was in captivity. So the rest of the deeds of Amaziah, they're told in other places. From the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem and he ran away. But they sent after him and put him to death there. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. I'm not sure why he really deserved to be buried with his fathers. Maybe because he had been good for a little while. That's probably what it means. After, after we read it and we think back and say, we thought, what does it mean when it says he was not true? He, was, he, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with his whole heart. In this case, at least, it probably means he did for a while and then 
he fell away, worshiped those false gods, became proud, wouldn't listen to the word of the Lord, wouldn't listen to the warnings of the Lord, and he brought destruction on himself. It's reminded us not to be proud, thinking that we can do whatever we want and have things our own way and think that we know best, but always listen to God's word. And when uh, somebody comes and, and tells us, hey, I, you know, I think you're making a bad choice because you're kind of proud or you're thinking only of yourself. And here's what God's word says. We shouldn't get angry like this guy Amaziah did. There's a passage in the Old Testament that says that a wise man, yeah, a wise man listens to correction. So when somebody tells us that what we did was bad or wrong or wasn't the best way, wise people listen to that and think about it and take it to heart and consider whether it's true. And if it's true, we learn from it and we grow from it. Uh, foolish people just get angry when somebody tells us that we did something bad or wrong. And Jesus is really the one that allows us to do that. Jesus gives us that wisdom. It's faith in Jesus that allows us to hear other people and care about what they think, and most of all, to listen to Jesus' word. And it's the forgiveness of sins that Jesus gives us that forgives us for the times we've been foolish.